On this week's episode of the EV Resource Podcast, Tesla hits a major milestone. We'll explore the upcoming Bolt EV and Bolt EUV models. Major auto manufacturers are pulling the plug on their EVs. And if you want to, you can now add a custom exhaust sound to your Tesla Model 3. Hello and welcome to the EV Resource Podcast. Thanks for being with me. My name is Zach Hurst and each week I bring you the latest EV news, information, and answer your questions about electric vehicles. I'd like to thank Titan Auto and Tire in Mosley, Virginia for their support for this podcast. Titan is one of the very few independent repair shops that is qualified to work on EVs and hybrids. And from hybrids to Hummers, they fix everything. First up in the news, a very exciting moment for the entire EV community to celebrate. Tesla has reached a major milestone. Elon Musk announced on Twitter earlier this week that Tesla has made their one millionth car. Uh, being a company that only makes electric vehicles, that is pretty significant. Um, in the tweet, Elon said congratulations to the Tesla team and also posted a picture of the one millionth car, which happens to be a Model Y, their latest offering, which is an, kind of a SUV crossover that um, I believe this weekend actually should be delivering the first batch to customers. Uh, Tesla's first vehicle, the Roadster, actually rolled off the assembly line back in 2008. So it has been 12 years to get to this point, their one millionth vehicle. And honestly, um, that is a big, big deal. So huge congratulations to the entire Tesla team who have worked so hard to get to this point, which is without a doubt for all of us, a moment worth celebrating. So moving on, last week I did share a bit about GM's plans for future electric vehicle offerings. They, of course, had their EV day where they uh, revealed a, a, a slew of new EVs that they're planning to produce over the coming years. Um, the first two that we should see are uh, later this year in 2020, an update to the Bolt EV. And then in summer or mid-year of 2021, we should have the Bolt EUV, which is more of a stretched crossover option. Neither of the vehicles, the Bolt EV or Bolt EUV, are going to be built on GM's new Ultium battery platform uh, like the rest of the vehicles will be. Um, Something significant about the refresh on the Bolt EV, of course, is a mileage bump. Currently, the Bolt EV has a rated range of 238 miles, where the refresh is um, a rated range of 259 miles. They were able to accomplish this by uh, increasing the size of the battery pack from 60 kilowatt hours to 66 kilowatt hours, as well as tweaking some of the battery chemistry that they were using uh, in the battery pack itself. Which adding 21 miles of range might not seem like a big deal, but when you take a step back and you look at the, the segment in which they have to compete, uh, of course the top dog is the Tesla Model 3, um, 
which isn't really the same segment, but certainly the same price point. And when you have somebody looking at the Chevy Bolt as a potential buyer, they are comparing to the Tesla Model 3 for sure. But outside of that, if you just kind of just shove the Tesla off to the side, you've got the Hyundai Kona EV, you've got the Kia e-Niro, which is kind of like a cousin vehicle to it. Um, that is where a lot of the EV makers uh, or automakers are focusing their attention for the U.S. market because it is that smaller SUV style that is very attractive to U.S. buyers. In addition to the range increase, you've also got um, some other minor changes. The cameras that the Bolt uses for its 360 view, kind of like a satellite view looking straight down, you can see um, all around the car, which is really neat. I, I think that's a really awesome feature that they have on the Premier trim level, um, as well as the backup camera. All of those are going to high def, so the image is going to be a lot clearer. You'll be able to see uh, much better. Um, but aside from that, there really aren't that many changes between this year's Bolt EV and uh, the 2020 Bolt EV. Um, a few new color choices, which I think are always great for consumers to have more choice of what they want. Personally, I love the bright, I don't know what it's called, but the bright yellow that you can see the Chevy Bolt in. It's very vibrant. Um, you can't miss it when it's driving down the road or even parked. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, so a few minor things. I wish uh, Chevy would do more with the Bolt. I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, but if you don't want you know, to go with Tesla, it's, it's very compelling and, and certainly a good choice. Now with 259 miles, I think, I'll, I, I hope anyway, that a lot more of them will be sold. And with the Bolt EUV, honestly, that's what the Bolt EV should be at this point. Uh, they should just kind of scrap the Bolt EV and stop making more than one option um, and just go with the Bolt EUV, but call it the same, Bolt EV. Um, it's going to use the same bigger battery, the 66 kilowatt hour battery that the Bolt EV is going to have. Um, it's going to be slightly bigger, uh, which of course is going to make it heavier. So honestly, the range will probably take a small hit because of that added weight. Um, it's just basically a stretched Bolt EV though. Um, sits roughly at the same height. Uh, the, the stretched version of it, of course, is going to be a little bit bigger for interior passengers as well as interior uh, cargo room. Um, the biggest difference though is going to be the way it looks, but also its charging capability. It's going to be able to charge faster. One of the biggest gripes of the Chevy Bolt is that it's capped at 50 kilowatts of fast charging and um, the level two charging or the, using the onboard charger um, is going to be upgraded in speed on the Bolt EUV to 11 kilowatts versus the 7.2 uh, that the Bolt EV has. So those small changes, those matter and, and that is honestly more compelling to me uh, and probably to many other people that are going to go and buy the Bolt EUV and look past the Bolt EV entirely. So I'm not exactly sure what GM and, and Chevy is thinking when they're 
creating two vehicles that are so incredibly similar, uh, why not just make the refresh for the Bolt EV? All of the changes that are, are being made in order to create the Bolt EUV and just stop making the the Bolt EV as its own thing um, entirely. Don't make them separate. Just make one and then start focusing on you know the rest of the vehicles that they're electrifying. Uh, they have a lot of work to do, Chevy or GM does, but especially with Chevy vehicles because they only have one EV. Um, the Impala could certainly be an EV. Honestly, uh, they made a Chevy Camaro EV drag car. Uh, that would be a great platform to make a performance EV. I don't know if they'll go as far as uh, making an all-electric Corvette, but like a lot of high-performance automakers out there are going to a hybrid system, so you have the low-end torque that's just available immediately off the line, and then uh, the horsepower from the gas engine that takes over from there. There's so much potential that, honestly, uh, last week I said, you know, with the GM attempted to wow us with their EV day, the more and more I think about what GM's doing, they're just moving very slowly. And honestly, I'm not a- as impressed as I initially was with their announcement that it just there, there seems to be so much more that they could do and they're dragging their feet with it. So I hope like I said, you know, I really hope that the Bolt EV, Bolt EUV, both uh, at this point, I really hope that they sell more because that will encourage GM to push more and more into the EV space because they will see that people want these vehicles. They will buy these vehicles. Um, GM's got to make the vehicle vehicle first that people want. And I don't think at this point building more of the same is going to really be the best answer for what the consumer market is looking for. And GM isn't alone with this. Every auto manufacturer needs to evaluate the market, the current market when it comes to electric vehicles, not vehicles in general, but electric vehicles and figure out what is making one vehicle compelling to buy over another. Uh, Tesla seems to have been doing that really well. Porsche with the Taycan, I think that's a really good move. Uh, Volkswagen with their new lineup of ID vehicles. There's a lot of potential, a lot of things going on, but they're not happening now. So this week there were actually two EVs that were that have been around for a while that are being discontinued. The first one is the BMW i8, which is a plug-in hybrid and and the most successful plug-in hybrid sports car that's ever been made. And then the other one is the Honda Clarity EV, the full electric version. Um, BMW is getting rid of the i8. They've sold just about 20,000 of those globally since 2014, I think it was. Um, And the Honda Clarity EV, honestly, I think that was a lame uh, example of what Honda is capable of when it comes to selling electric vehicles. It only had an 89-mile range. And so I'm not surprised they're getting rid of it. But what is surprising is that they are keeping the fuel cell, the hydrogen fuel cell version of the Honda Clarity. That is a move I don't really understand. Um, Hopefully they will bring both of these vehicles back or 
have an improved version of both of these vehicles because I think there's certainly a compelling argument for something in that space. Um, as I said before, a lot of the high-performance vehicles, sports cars and hypercars and supercars and everything, are working on a hybrid or plug-in hybrid platform. So I think BMW, if they reworked the i8, that's got a lot of potential. I'm going to choose to look at this from a positive light and say, hey, you know what, maybe these uh, automakers are just pausing instead of eliminating these options. They're just taking a step back to reevaluate where they are, figure out what people want to buy, build it and sell that. So we'll see what they do. Certainly over the next 10 years, between now and 2030, BMW and Honda are going to come out with more electric vehicles, more plug-in hybrids. They have to. If they don't, they won't survive. And they're not going to be alone. I mean, every auto manufacturer is in the same position. Build a car and sell a car that people want that is electric. I'm looking forward to it. I think that the market is going to be absolutely flooded with electric vehicles, and we're going to get to a point where EVs aren't special. They're just cars or trucks or SUVs, and that's what we have. They're not going to be electric vehicles or electric trucks. Um, they're just, they are what they are, um, and they're going to be normal. Now, the one argument that I've heard that has been hard to overcome is when somebody says, and I've mentioned this before, oh, well, EVs don't make sound. So I don't want to buy an EV because I love the sound of my V8 or V12 uh, <laughs> for people that have those. Um, there was a video this week of um, a Tesla Model 3 that had a, a fake exhaust system installed to basically, I mean, basically it was just some speakers that made it sound like a, a lot of different vehicles. Um, the one that they used was to make it sound like a Lamborghini. Um, it was actually by the Archie Hamilton Racing YouTube channel. So I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes because you guys absolutely have to check out this video. Um, you can get sound that is authentic sounding for a Tesla. So obviously the application is not authentic, uh, but inside the vehicle as well as outside, you can hear uh, this really rich, deep rumble, and it adjusts based on speed, uh, throttle angle. So it's tied into the car. It knows what you're doing with it. And responds based on that you can choose between lots of different sound files and miltech are releasing more and more sound files so at the moment we have choices with like a v12 v10 v12 you can make that i mean it's just turned on i mean it's actually just turned on and it's all linked into the throttle so it drives the sound as you would expect it to drive that is i can give it a little rev from the app here oh my god it really sounds good. Like, you can feel it in the floor. I think that's really, really cool. Uh, I would love to be able to go, okay, you know, today we're going to have a nice throaty V8. We're just going to drive around. And um, part of the appeal, I think, right now is certainly with, you know, the Tesla Model 3, 
nobody's expecting it to make a, a sound like that. So there's that shock factor. Um, but here you go. I mean, if you're one that doesn't want to buy an EV because it doesn't make the sound you love, well, now you can have that. So maybe you can have your cake and eat it too. Um, what do you think? Are, are you one of the people that has to have a car that sounds really nice uh, in order for you to be willing to even look at buying it? Or do you think this is absolute crap and it's <laughs> it's it's pointless to have an electric vehicle that sounds like a gas car? Uh, let me know. You know, either either drop me an email at hello at ev-resource.com or leave a comment in the comment section. Uh, I think that's a really great question to pose to all of you. Say, hey, you know, this is something that may finally eliminate one of the last few arguments against electric vehicles. Um, so let me know what you think. So this week we do have a question um, about EVs from John in Dallas. And John asks, will we run out of lithium if everybody's driving electric vehicles? And John, the short answer to that is not likely. Um, I might even go as far as saying just outright no. And the reason that I'm so confident with that is really for, for two main reasons. One, lithium is not as rare as some people might lead you to believe. It's actually the 25th most abundant mi mineral in the Earth's crust. Uh, or let me rephrase that. It's the 25th most abundant element in the Earth's crust. So there's plenty of it. Um, and it's fairly easy to get to, not expensive process to mine. Um, the other reason is that lithium ion batteries, even though they have lithium in the name, they don't actually use a whole lot of lithium in the material of how they're made. Uh, on average, it's estimated that about 2% of a battery that's used in an electric vehicle actually has lithium in it. Um, and maybe this is a good idea for a future like one-off episode where it's just a single topic. We can dive very deeply into lithium, where it comes from, how it's put into EV batteries, the, the technical stuff. Um, but I'm going to keep it kind of uh, light for, for right now and just say that chances are, no, we're not going to run out of lithium. Um, so I wouldn't be worried about that. It is a myth that is spread very widely. So I would encourage you to take that answer and spread that as much as you can and reassure people um, that, no, we're, we're not going to be running out anytime soon. So thank you, John, for sending that in. If you have a question about electric vehicles that you want to uh, have me answer or give it my best shot anyway, uh, you can email me at hello at ev-resource.com or you can find me on any of the social uh, media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, leave a comment here on YouTube. Um, feel free to ask me anything about electric vehicles. Um, I will do my best at giving uh, the answer, and if I don't know, I'm going to do the research and find out what the answer is and give it my best shot. Um, that is what I'm here for, of course, uh, aside from you know reading a few articles about the, the week's news. Uh, I definitely want to answer EV questions because there is so much misinformation that is out there being spread around. We need more voices on this side of it, you know, giving the correct, accurate information. 
um, or at least, like I said, giving it our best shot. John, once again, thank you very much for sending that in. Um, also, EV owner stories. I'm still um, accepting more of those. You know, if you if somebody has a story about your own EV owner experience, I'd love to get that in there. Uh, you can go on our webpage, ev-resource.com. Uh, we've gone through a bunch of different questions there that we have answers to, as well as EV owner stories. You can look at the directory to hopefully find a local EV um repair shop or other resource related to electric vehicles that's close to you. If you're in an area that is not included yet, let me know because I would love to reach out to somebody in that area to add them to the directory. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, we did come out with our first edition of the EV Resource Magazine. This is going to be a monthly magazine where we replicate what we're doing here. You know, we're going to go through some EV news, uh, put some information in there, answer EV questions, share EV owner stories, just a, another platform to get the information out there. If you know anybody that doesn't have Facebook or, or social media accounts, they don't watch YouTube videos like this or listen to podcasts, but they've got an email address, send them to the webpage ev-resource.com. They can actually submit and, and subscribe to that monthly magazine. And go ahead and subscribe here on YouTube as well. That way, every week when we upload a new video, you'll get notified automatically, and it'll come right to you. You don't have to search for EV Resource Podcast. Uh, and share this with your friends. If you like it and you think somebody else is going to like it, go ahead and share that with them so that they have a, yet another source of EV news and information and answers to EV questions for the, the curious that are out there or potentially somebody who's new to EVs. Maybe they'll learn something that they didn't know already. Um, until next week, thank you very much for watching and we'll catch you next time.